And then they felt like the Lord was leaving to go back to Pennsylvania. And they went back to Pennsylvania and were there for I don't know how long. Seven wasn't months. very long. Seven months. Seven months. And they realized this is not where God wants us. They just loaded all their stuff up. We brought back to Houston, and they've been right here in Shady Acres ever since. Amen. Now, they're retiring. They're retiring now. They're getting ready to enjoy the grandkids. Who knows how God may lead them now. But I, my point is, don't be afraid to miss it. A lot of people don't ever learn to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. Because they won't obey. And then they won't admit it when they missed. I'll give you another illustration of this. We were in the old church over on Bevis and 21st Street. We had a Saturday night prayer meeting. And Brother Wood said, God is going to give us a church building. He told us where it was. Man, we got all excited about it. Prayer meeting was over. We went over there. We started marching around it like the walls of Jericho go by <laughs> We were shouting and claiming it. John Thompson, he was hooping and hollering and shouting and running all over the place. Next Saturday night, we're in there to pray. We're all still rejoicing. You know, God's going to give us that building. God's going to give us that building. Brother Wood said, by the way, that building we talked about last week, forget it. I miss God. <laughs> what? I got to thinking about that though. Why get upset about that? We had a great time the week before. <laughs> we would have never had that good time if he hadn't told us what he did. Just be willing to go for it. If you believe God spoke to you, go for it. But if you figure out anywhere along the way I missed it. Just admit it. Brother Charles O'Neill, member of this church years ago. And he said, God has called me to be a missionary to Mexico. He came out to East River, presented to work. You know, we took him over for support. And I don't remember how many churches he went to or how long that lasted. But then he called me up one day and he said, uh, Brother Danny, he said, I just need to tell you something. I said, yeah, what's that? He said, God didn't call me to Mexico. I missed it one letter. It was Texaco. <laughs> he worked at the Texaco station. He just admitted it. He got excited in a mission conference, wanted to do something for God. So he said, here am I, send me. And then after he told two or three churches that God had called him, he realized it wasn't Mexico, it was Texaco. Okay, that might be a little humbling, but you know what? It's a great story, huh? We wouldn't have that story if he hadn't been willing to go. And then he was at least spiritual enough to say, mm, no, I missed it. And he wasn't too spiritual to admit that he missed it. I could give you more and more and more and more. Brother Brownie Rogers taught me. He said, the way you learn to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost is ask Him to speak. And when you think He does, obey immediately. Don't think about it. Just obey immediately. And He said, if you missed it, you'll know it very soon. 
And as soon as you realize you missed it, do an about face. And go right back where you came from. And say, Lord, sorry I missed it. But please speak to me. I want to do your will. Show me what you want me to do, and I'll obey. That's how you learn to hear his voice. If you don't ever miss, you're not listening. And you're not trying. You're going to miss. But every time you miss, you learn something about how to discern his voice, how to listen, how to obey, how to do what he says. I'm in Luke chapter 2. There's a man named Simeon here. I think he's a good example of this. Luke chapter 2, verse number 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, Luke 2.25. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And even before Pentecost, the Holy Ghost was upon him. Most people don't even believe that could happen before the day of Pentecost. Because they got God in all these little boxes. They got him dispensationalized to death. But I tell you what God can do. He can do anything he wants to. Yes, anytime sir. he gets ready. Yeah. So here's a guy. That the Holy Ghost was upon him. And he was. Just. He was a man of conviction. Just means honest. You know, it's real hard to find an honest person nowadays that will tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help them God. Honest, blameless. Simeon was blameless. That means... Nobody could outwardly see anything in his life to criticize as far as doing something wrong. He was faithful. That word just. He's honest. He's blameless. He's faithful. And he is conformed to the truth. He allows his life to be conformed to the truth. That's what we're supposed to be. Just conformed to the Word of God. Living the way the Bible says. Not only conformed to the truth, but that word just means conformed to the divine will. Find the will of God? Do it. Allow the Bible and the will of God to be the mold and the pattern for your life. He was just and devout. That word devout means he was devoted to some things. Prayer. Praise. Patience. 
He was a man of hope. Because verse 25 said he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Just like we are to be waiting today for the trumpet, for the shout. We're waiting. We're waiting. Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for that Messiah. He was waiting for that deliverer. He was waiting and believed he would live to see him. The word consolation, the consolation of Israel, the consolation means comfort, encouragement, and blessing. The promise never grew dim to Simeon. And don't let the promise of the Lord's return ever grow dim in your heart and mind. Let it be bright. Let it be fresh. Let it be current. Let it be any moment. Yeah. That's the way Simeon lived. What about this man? He knew the Holy Ghost. Verse 26, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. The Holy Ghost told him. He had enough fellowship with the Holy Ghost. They were friends. And the Holy Ghost said, oh, by the way, Simeon, I just want you to know you won't see death until you've seen the Lord's Christ. Simeon's already an old man. That kept his battery charged. The Holy Ghost was upon him. The Holy Ghost is talking to him. Now when the Holy Ghost is speaking, you know, when you teach that the Holy Ghost is a person and he can talk to you, Usually what happens is some bipolar, demon-possessed goofball starts telling everybody that the Holy Ghost told me this, and the Holy Ghost told me that, and the Holy Ghost said for me to do this, and the Holy Ghost told me not to do that. If they're all the time telling you what the Holy Ghost said, they're probably a goofball. <laughs> yeah, man. We've seen it right here at Shady Acres. Multiple times. I've called the police on them. Would you please take this goofball? Well, the Holy Ghost told me to do this. Okay. Well, tell him to get you out of jail. <laughs> That's where you're going. Or maybe the mental hospital. Wherever they decide to take you. As long as it's away from here, we don't care. How does the Holy Ghost speak? He can speak through the Word. But He's not limited to the Word. Right. As most people teach. How do I know He's not limited to the Word of God? 
Because one time I was in my bed asleep in DeLeon, Texas, and I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, which I never was doing at that time because I was working 90 hours a week at a feed store. And I woke up, and I thought, why am I awake? Is somebody in my house? So I'm listening to see if I hear any footsteps. I'm not hearing anything. I said, Lord, why am I awake right now? Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. He said, Houston. Now, I couldn't find Houston anywhere in the Bible. I'm telling you, he's not limited to what the Bible says. His vocabulary is bigger than this. But again, when you say things like that, the craziest people take it and run with it. Yep. But I'm willing to take that risk because I want you to learn how to fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes, Amen. Good. How to talk to Him. How to listen to Him. Yep. How to let Him lead you and guide you in your daily life, in the decisions that you have to make. You're going to have to make decisions that you don't know which is the best decision. Some things are pretty simple. You can just sort of analyze it, figure it out. Well, this makes sense and this doesn't make any sense at all, so I'll go with what makes sense. Okay, that's a fairly simple decision. But you're going to face something in your life sooner or later, and it's going to be so, so complicated, and there's going to be such severe consequences, and you're going to say, oh, I just don't know what to do. Now you need the Holy Ghost to talk to you, and you need to listen he can lead you. He can guide you. He wants to lead you and guide you. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. He wants to lead you. He wants you to make the right decision. Why don't more people hear Him and let Him lead them and guide them? Well, Simeon was just and devout. Maybe they don't want to be just. And maybe they don't want to be devout. They just want God to just give them the best of everything in life. So lead me and guide me because it's all about me. No. That's not what it's all about. It's about the world. It's about the work. Yes, sir. Simeon listened when the Holy Ghost spoke to him. So he's not limited to the written word, and yet quite often he will use the word of God I gave you the illustration last week where Nathan was preaching and I was, you know, looking for what to do about the mission conference. And God took the, a verse, the first verse that he read, turned the light on and said, this is what I want you to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't mind making any decision if I believe I've got the life of the Holy Ghost on the decision. But they're all complicated if I've got to try to just figure it out. 
will not speak contrary to the word of God. If somebody tells you the Holy Ghost said something and you think well, then a verse pops into your head that contradicts what they just said, pay attention to the Bible, not what they just said. He will not speak contrary to the Bible. Simeon listened when he spoke. And you, you, you teach this and somebody say, well, God's never spoken to me. Well, we're back to just and devout. Maybe we're back to fasting and praying. Acts 13. Or maybe we're back to Maybe the reason he doesn't speak to you is you don't ever listen. Hard to listen with your jaw flapping. The word hearing implies one who obeys. The word hearing doesn't just mean you're hearing with your ears. The word hearing means you're hearing with your heart and you're going to do what he says. That's hearing. So would you obey no matter what he spoke to you tonight? Not saying he would do this, but let's say you leave here tonight. You get down there and somebody's car broke down. He says, just get out of your vehicle and go up there. And you won't know how to help them, but just go up there and try to encourage them. You got to wade through water, knee deep, to try to encourage them. Oh, I wouldn't do that. That's my point. Most people never learn to listen and obey the voice of the Holy Ghost because the first thing he tells them to do, they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. Well, I just don't believe that God would want me to do that. It doesn't matter what you believe. What matters is will you do what he says? Even if it's not comfortable. Even if it doesn't make sense to you. Will you obey him? Even if the brethren don't understand. And yet, don't get so goofy that you're going to just dream up something goofy just to talk off the brethren. Because now you're just a goofball. And nobody has any confidence in you at all. If you live your life in obedience to the Holy Ghost when He speaks to you, after a long period of time, people will start having confidence in what you say. Because they've seen you do things that they thought, I don't see how the Lord could be in that. But then God blessed it. And then something else happened, and God blessed it. And then something else happened, and God blessed it. I tell you that, that brother Stensus was up there Sunday night preaching to us. And I mean, I remember when bullets were flying over there and it was crazy and he just was solid as a rock. That guy never batted an eye. He never wavered. He just continued to do what he believed God wanted him to do. And now that ministry is just opening up 
those 40 men that he's training. Yeah. And who knows how many more God's going to give him to train. He's got a lot of time left. I doubt if he, he maybe 50 years old, maybe. He's got a lot of time left and a lot can be accomplished. But it starts by getting in some situations where you think this is going to be a disaster. Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said, just sit tight. This will pass over. But oh, shouldn't I go somewhere else? Shouldn't I do something? Shouldn't I, what about my family? What about my kids? What about this? What about that? What about me? I just sit tight. Why don't you just go get you a little more restaurant and read it? Get your mind off all this stuff. Well, that doesn't sound very spiritual. It might be if it kept you in the will of God. I think I've read every book Lewis Lamore ever wrote. Because when I get in the jam, that's where I go. Everybody else goes to the Bible, I go to Lewis Lamore. You can edit that out if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> you know where I learned that? Brother Jack Wood. He's the one who got me started on it. He said, you learn more about having character reading those books than you will anything else. Louis Lamore said, you'll learn more about character if you'll read Plutarch's Lives. That's a classic. That's a literary classic. So I got, I got a copy of Plutarch's Lives. I said, well, Louis Lamore said, it's good. I'm going to start reading it. That's over my head. <laughs> I read a few pages and I said, mm, no, I don't think this is going to work for me. Simeon listened when he spoke. He was led by the Spirit. Verse 27 says, And he came by the Spirit into the temple. He's led by the Spirit. He comes to the temple when the Spirit tells him to come. You know what he was fixing to miss out on if he had to come? When the Spirit led him to come this time? He's fixing to miss out on the fulfillment of his hope and his consolation. Yeah, don't you know there's a COVID virus going around? Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? I'm being Simeon. What do you want me to do, Lord? Why don't you go to the temple? Hmm, Lord, you know it's a quarantine on. What do you want me to do? Why don't you go to the temple? Amen, Lord. Here we go. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. I'm ready to go now, Lord. Yeah. You'd have missed it if you hadn't been led by the Spirit. I wonder how many blessings we've missed already in our life making decisions that were not led by the Spirit of God. Oh, man. 
Going places he didn't tell us to go. Yeah. Not going to places that he told us to go. And he was going to be with us and empower us and lead us and guide us and protect us and all that. But we weren't listening. We were too busy telling everybody what we thought. Yeah. It's the importance of timing. You need to listen to the Holy Ghost so you can get the timing right. You say, God wants me to go to Nigeria. Okay. Praise the Lord. The key to that is when. I really believe that uh, the Lord kind of shut down that Nigerian deal for us because it was not time. It may get to be time tomorrow. It may be next week. It may be next month. It may be next year. It may be 10 years from now. It really doesn't matter how long it is. Well, you know, people everywhere I go, they ask me, how's it going to the orphanage? Oh, yeah, we're, we're still waiting for visas. Now we're waiting for the country to open up to airplanes coming from America. Just waiting. It was encouraging, Brother Stenson said they just opened up a couple of countries in Africa. So it could happen any day now. But really, it doesn't matter. Who oh, would have been all the lost people? God knows all about all the lost people. He knows all about all that. Better to wait and do it in God's timing than to just, I'm doing this. Mm. That's a bad way to do the work of God. The importance of timing. When Philip finds the Ethiopian eunuch. Perfect timing. Why? He was led by the Holy Ghost. That's one of the problems I have with this super aggressive soul winning that independent Baptists do nowadays. They don't have to be led by the Spirit because they know how to do it. They can get a profession out of faith out of people in five minutes. But you couldn't find them with a search warrant come Sunday. Because they didn't get anything. It's the importance of timing. Being led by the Spirit of God. It's the importance of timing. That you pray led by the Spirit of God. When a brother or a sister in Christ has a need that you don't even know they have. But the Holy Ghost says to you and speaks to you in your prayer time, you need to pray for so-and-so. Amen, Lord. Lord, don't know what's going on, brother so-and-so, but would you please help him out? Meet the need? Brother Brownie Rogers used to ask if somebody were having a problem, And they said, I was having this problem, and then, and then it's like God just moved in there, and the situation cleared up. Brother Brown said, would that have been uh, Thursday night about 11 o'clock at night? Yeah. How'd you know that? 
He said, that's when the Holy Ghost told me to pray for you. He would give them a day and a time. Now, I'm not trying to get spooky sounding, but I'm just telling you, the Holy Ghost is God. He knows what everybody needs. He knows when they need it. And if we'll stay in touch with God, if we'll be devout and just, stay clean, stay right, stay obedient, stay in fellowship with the Holy Ghost, He can speak to you. He can lead you. He can guide you. Just don't try to flaunt that to convince others how spiritual you are or it'll all become carnal if not wicked. I hope that makes sense to you. The importance of timing. When you read your Bible and God gives you a verse right where your devotions are that just gives you the answer to what you've been searching for. The importance of timing. You only get that when you're led by the Spirit of God. The importance of timing when you get in your car to go somewhere. You know what I really believe? I believe our whole meeting here tonight and when we leave to go home, I believe the timing is important. Yes. Hmm? I believe it's important. I stand up here and go too long just because I love the sound of my own voice. Not being led by the Spirit of God. And then somebody allowed the car drowned out because it's going to come a big downpour. But I just had to finish the lesson. You understand what I'm talking about? The timing, when you get in your car, when you leave, where you go, where, when you stop. Let's stop and get a Starbucks. I'm not saying you got to pray about every little thing you do. I know you can get in a ditch with that. But you know what? <coughs> Could you at least just try to listen and let him speak to you? And don't let your flesh determine every decision that you make. When you take your children somewhere, let's go to the park. Maybe we better pray about that for you. There's some crazy people hang out in the park. Amen. some crazy people. Why are they hanging out in the park? Because they don't have a home. Why don't they have a home? Because they don't want to work. And all their family done kicked them out because they were molesting all the nephews and nieces. So they hang out at the park. I'm not against you going to the park. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying let the Spirit of God lead you. Amen. Only God knows the right timing. And you don't have to live your life all complicated and confused and, and you, you just kind of go and as he leads you and he said, no, nah, don't do this. No, it's not now, not now, not now. Don't do this. Amen, Lord. Don't even make a big deal. Don't argue with him. Don't start giving him your list of reasons. Amen, Lord. Okay, that's fine. 
Whatever you say, Lord, I'm, I'm with you. Young guys, Black Bear Series pretty. Well, why don't you ask a Holy Ghost what he thinks about it? He may want you to have a real life. I'm just saying. I mean, he told that prophet in the Old Testament, you know, marry that poor. I'm not saying he wants you to. <laughs> but I'm saying he was obedient. God wanted him to be an illustration of how much God loved Israel. So that even when Israel went off out there after other gods, God would love them and bring them back. Don't get over spiritual on that one. God knows what you should do. He knows what you should not do. He knows how you can handle it. You got to have the right timing and you got to have the right location. You can do the right thing at the right time but be in the wrong place. How are you going to get all this right? You're going to have to let the Spirit of God lead you. And it's not as complicated as you think it is. You just start making your daily decisions based on, Lord, what do you want me to do? Amen, Lord, thy will be done. And just do it. And Simeon, since he knew the Holy Ghost, as soon as he saw the Holy Child, He recognized who he was. That's him. I've been waiting for this. This is him. This is him. This is him. Yeah. You know, a lot of people receive the wrong Jesus. Yeah. You know why they receive the wrong Jesus? They don't know the Holy Ghost. So they get pulled into rotten religion and another Jesus and another Bible and another everything and stay confused their whole life. Yeah, because they were not led by the Spirit of God. So this lesson on the Holy Ghost is you need to listen when He speaks and do what He says and let Him guide you. But if you're going to have that in your life on a consistent basis, you're going to have to be just. And you're going to have to be devout. It's not going to just happen. If you're up today, down tomorrow, hot today, cold tomorrow, up today, down tomorrow, good mood today, bad mood tomorrow, no. You, you're going to have to get devout and just and cultivate a life of listening to the Holy Ghost when He speaks. When the preacher gets up to preach, just in your own heart, just say, Lord, would you please speak to me through this preacher today? The preacher would like to be Balaam's donkey. Hey, that doesn't matter. God can use him. Yeah. As soon as you convince yourself, I'm not listening to this guy. If everybody knew what I knew, they wouldn't listen to him either. Yeah. You're not going to get anything. He might be a donkey. God can use a donkey. God can use a rooster. God can use a whale. Just go through the Bible. God can use all kinds of critters. He can use a worm with a gourd. 
use us if we just listen and obey and not pretend to be spiritual. But just let God lead us. It's really not that complicated. Father, bless the class. Thank you, Lord. Put a hundred of thirst in somebody's heart tonight. Thank you. To listen to you and obey you. Thank you. Let you lead them and guide them every step of the way. What to do, when to do it, when not to do it, what not to do. Lord, don't let them set a course and then get stubborn and determined to do something when you're not leading. And I pray, God, you would guard them and protect them from demonic deceptions that would take this lesson and get them derailed completely. I pray, Lord, you'd bless it in Jesus' name. Be safe going home. Get the high water. Come back and see.